chilling in the basement. Chilling in the basement. Nothing to do on a Saturday morning. All right. Um, Saturday morning edition, Dan. Just chilling. How you feel about that? I like Saturday mornings. I think they work out I do well. too. I think it's a uh, it's a good. Uh, it's usually 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 a good time. Um, what do you want to talk about today, dude? Dude, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on. Yeah, I mean, big big thing is our boy uh, old Pooty rolling into Ukraine. I don't know if he's our boy, man. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's not our boy. Sorry, that was uh, we are not a pro Putin podcast. No, by any means. By any means, we stand um, with the people of the Ukraine or of Ukraine. I guess is how it would. Yeah, go. I think it's it's kind of like crazy to think about. Actually, man, I don't know if you've been on like checking anything on Reddit or anything, but uh, I've just seen so like many videos of different things going on and like. I can't like, could you imagine what it would have been like had people have had like recording devices and like, like camera phones back during like World War Two or like, no, it's pretty wild. Um, Ridiculous. Social media. It's like the first time you've had these internet, you know, you could like, what was the last, like maybe Syria or Iraq or Afghanistan or in Iraq. Yeah. All these middle eastern countries that aren't really connected to the internet as well as a place like ukraine is yeah but even back then it like the social media wasn't even that big of a thing you know so right i just feel like it's it's just kind of taking it to a more extreme level of like information sharing of like what's going on i found it very interesting as well that uh I don't know if you saw or heard anything about this, but it looks like the Ukrainian president is like on like, oh, he's in the streets, man. Like, Yeah, dude. He's, he's out there. He's with the people. Yeah. It's so, pretty wild. Yeah. Which is pretty cool to see actually, but um, it just, Oh man, it's just kind of intense. You know, I saw a meme the other day. It's like, you know, this, it was like a, I don't know. Do you watch Rick and Morty? It's like Mr. Me six was like reaching for this, like uh it was like a, just like an orb or something that said, you know, excited about, you know, the first summer in a few years without having to worry too much about COVID. And then it's like, <laughs> nope. And then the other image was just like, Oh, nope. World war three on the, on the rise, like pulling Mr. Music's back. It's, it's pretty intense, man. I don't know like how it's really going to impact America, but, um, yeah, I feel like it's it's almost weird because like we're living in two different uh, realities too, almost where you know you know there's professional sports games going on here in America and like not a whole lot of people are paying much attention to kind of like what's going on on the other side of the world. But yeah, it's just oh man, it's so crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, I don't, we're not really economically that connected to Ukraine. I mean, obviously we're sending them NATO. We're sending them uh, arms and and relief and trying to help out that way um yeah but yeah it's basically the becomes the how far does putin go with this is this you know the equivalent of hitler rolling into the the sudetenland or um you know remilitarizing the rhineland is or I mean, is it's this a, it's all i mean this is all about 
basically just those those towns that have the oil resources, right? To my knowledge and understanding. Well, I think I think um, you know, there's a couple of different things that it's, you know, quote unquote about. I think there's the the idea that NATO has been uh moving farther what's the word what direction? East, right? Yeah, Towards yeah. Russia. Yeah. There's also the idea that Putin sees himself as this, you know, Russian hero who's going to come in and um, you know, as like his final act of his twenty plus year presidency now is going to start pulling together what was the former USSR. Yeah. Um how cool was it to see all of those Russian people like standing together and protesting, knowing that they're gonna get arrested. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably they, even worse than that, man. They yeah. could put them in concentration camps for all we know. Yeah. I think it's interesting to see just the uh, the differences between the the problems we have here and the problems over there. Yeah. You know, people we don't really have problems here. Uh, I mean, compared to what's do. going on over there. We do, but not to the to, to to the degree that we like we're seeing over there in in Eastern Europe and Russia. You know, it's like, yeah. I mean, the biggest issue, you know, you could look at the trucker protest stuff, right? The idea that over in Canada and Trudeau, yeah, the idea that some semi trucks shut down your capital city. Well, you know, that pales in comparison to tanks rolling across borders and you know, actual troop convoys moving and then, and, and trying to occupy a space. Yeah, dude, that to me is also very intense and crazy. It's like, you know, president Trudeau, Tr- uh, can't even say his name. Trudeau is basically losing his mind over the fact that, you know, these truckers don't want to get like vaccinated or, and oh, man, I don't know if you saw like any of like the, I don't, I don't think they were the Mounties, but they were like the Canadian, there was like Canadian troops on horses that were like basically like running over protesters, like in the street and stuff. And it's like, what the hell is going on there? Like, I thought, I thought, I thought Canada was like a chill place. Well, was it till you have people who shut down their capital because they don't like COVID mandates? <clears throat> yeah. It's kind of silly, especially cause it's the end of COVID. Like where, yeah, where like- were you guys two years ago? exactly right late to the party also it's like something like 90 percent of canadian truck drivers are vaccinated it's like there's a very small minority of people not of them not all of them are actually truckers it's like people with pickup trucks that just decided to show up exactly i saw a new there's there there was they were trying to get a united states one going where they were going to start in like california somewhere and go to arizona and then come up and eventually end up in washington dc something similar um but I, I don't know how that's going. So, dude, did you did you see any of the Ram Jam? The Ram stuff? Jam? Yeah, basically, like this, the Canadian trucker protest when it started to spread, and also in Ottawa, started to get infiltrated by Ram Jammers. What are Ram Jammers? What they called themselves. Um, oh man, I think it was Ram Jam. Try to. Uh, basically they were they you had like counter protesters who would get on the radio confuse and just try to confuse the communications okay i get it but no but they were they were using a song 
what song were they using i think it was called ram jam and it was all about like it, it was all about a gay ranch um and like what you could do you come on down to the ram jam or something along those oh those lines <laughs> that's so ridiculous dude yeah it was pretty wild oh god um, what is this world coming to man but that's that's how the internet works but it, but that's how sort of ridiculous it is compared to what's going on in ukraine right yeah exactly Just like an actual war trying to compare world problems across you know different countries is pretty much insane and we would drive ourselves nuts trying to analyze that stuff but sorry ram ranch ram ranch yes ram jammer sounds so much funnier it does but ram ranch uh, gay cowboy song disrupts anti-vax trucker convoy. This was a Rolling Stones article. That's um, pretty great, dude. So, let's see if I can look up the Ram Ranch lyrics here. They're pretty wild. Um, I actually had a, a bunch of other stuff that I thought were like interesting articles that we could chit chat about. Yeah. Um, uh, it's well, I'll just put it out there because it gets rather graphic after this. But here's how Ram Ranch starts out. 18 okay. naked cowboys in the showers at Ram Ranch. That's line one. We're not going to get any farther because it gets it gets wild. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so I don't know. I think it's, you know, some of the stories that are coming out, it's interesting. There's definitely the Western versus the Russian propaganda and all this. It's interesting yep. to see how our media has treated this initially. You had this very strange period where the – right-wing media in america here was basically you know trying to paint justin trudeau as some sort of like nazi while praising vladimir putin this is like this which very is, strange which is ridiculous yeah because it's, it's very strange they said they said seem to have backed off on that a little bit yeah i don't know if you saw but there was also something i think from like some of the left-wing media on cnn i was watching this and it was like and and no fault to them. I think it was just a bad timing of like the video. Oh yeah, know? the the chicken fried. Yeah. Oh my. God. <laughs> it's That's like it, you're showing dude. a video of like these sirens going off in Ukraine, and then all of a sudden it's like and a little bit of chicken. Don't fried. forget, come down to Applebee's. <laughs> like here in America, we can go to hey. Applebee's and hey. have a great meal, but over there in Ukraine. Hey, this is being. Uh, this is the the headline grabber. Don't forget to consume and be an American and get your Applebee's. Dude, okay. I know we talk about space a lot on this, but did you see that uh, the Russian astronauts were saying that uh, based off of like what Joe Biden was saying about like the Russian restrictions and everything like that, that uh, the one of the Russian astronauts was like, well, basically our engines run the 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 space station and we could crash this into Europe or into the United States. I mean, didn't we talk about how they're going to crash the space station next year anyway? Yeah, but could you imagine how ridiculous it would be if this Russian astronaut was just like, you know what? I'm going to crash it to America. (laughs) No, that'd be wild. Uh, I assume most of it would burn up in the atmosphere and it would be a rather pathetic attempt at trying to do damage, but... This is literally what, because I I found this article is on the, the U.S. Sun and it said... Spaced out Russian space chief threatens to allow ISS to fall onto U- U.S. or Europe. And it says, 
<laughs> Russia has warned President Biden that it needs their tech and expertise to prevent the International Space Station from crashing down in the U.S. or Europe. Whatever. The guy says, uh, he, he like posted on Twitter or something asking whether the U.S. wants to destroy our cooperation on the ISS. And then it says, if you block cooperation with us, who will save the International Space Station from an uncontrolled deorbit and fall into the United States or Europe? <laughs> <laughs> this is straight out of a movie, dude. Like, it this is. is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's, dude, it's incredible, man. Like, the world's just popping off, man. Everybody's just losing their goddamn minds. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, or may you live in interesting times, right? Is the old, uh, the old saying it's like an actual curse um these are certainly interesting times it's an actual curse man um you've got climate change still going on within the background of all this you know they're coming out with sea level rise reports saw an article the other day about the heavily reliant heavy reliance on russian gas and what sort of impacts you know if they were to cut that off that would have on on uh Europe, but potentially being a catalyst to move them into continue to move farther towards green energy. Yeah. Um, you have COVID, you have the China, Chinese Taiwan situation, which who knows what's going on there now. I mean, it seems as if China and Russia are kind of buddy, buddy and up to each other. You know, it's interesting. It's interesting. They were, uh, you know, they didn't really settle their border until 2008. They signed Seriously? the la yeah the last border agreement they signed was 2008, which I think is interesting because it, it coincides nicely with when uh, Putin invaded Georgia. Wow, I did not know that. That's very recent. Yeah, Ch China and Russia historically have not gotten along well at all. Um, but there seems to be a little bit of a shift going on with that right now. That doesn't surprise me though, to be honest. Yeah, it's it seems it seems as if they're both sort of buddy buddying up a little bit to push back against um you know western power i mean yeah they're two communist yep. countries that are basically sure, a huge right, border right next to each other a giant border yep it's like who, who wants who wants to have more power right it's like who's gonna push or who's gonna let up yeah so you know you would think i don't know it'd just be interesting to see what happens with taiwan over the next couple of years here i think this the the Chinese or the Chinese are certainly watching what's going on in Ukraine and going, okay, if, if this Russia's is a country their attention over there, maybe it's time for them to invade somewhere else. Yeah, you know? Maybe. So it's like the game of risk. Yeah, it is. It is like the, well, that's the thing. It's like at some point things will cool off in, in Eastern Russia, Western Russia, and then they'll have to potentially shift back. Cause that was like, apparently with global warming, the area along that Russian Chinese border basically turns into like a grain belt. Like a, huge, a grain belt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like lots, a of huge, lots of lots of farming and food can come out of there. So yeah. Um, be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. It's also crazy too, because like further up in northern Russia, like that area is just so oh yeah. Like it's just like the frozen tundra, man. Yep. So like having that area around the southwest border of russia or southeast border of russia i guess um yep. where you're calling the grainland that's that's probably going to be very significant for them yeah siberia if it thaws out basically turns into like the great plains so that's, that's crazy to think about um did you see that uh this the first time that the nato response force was activated 
yeah um i know we're we're rolling a bunch of troops into like poland and trying to get folks into uh good lord western as far west and western europe as we can as far as allies are concerned just in case um he decides to go from ukraine and keep keep on chugging yeah you know that's the the hitler 1939 comparison or whatever yeah it's just oh my gosh man it's so crazy to think about all the stuff that's going on over there and we're still trying to just chill here in america i don't know man it's like hard to not think about that stuff like the impact that it's having on all those people over there yeah it is it's very it's very uh very sad um some good stories coming out. I don't know if they're true or not, but there's some good stories coming out. You see the woman who apparently is going up to Russian soldiers and asking them to put sunflower seeds in their pockets so that when they die, at least some sunflowers will grow in the Ukraine. Damn. That's cold-blooded. That is so cold Yeah, I saw a video on Reddit of this, just a Russian soldier just bawling his eyes out while a bunch of like local Ukrainians yell at him about yeah. how they don't want him to be there. Well, did you did you see that video of uh, like a Russian ambassador over in Ireland trying to go to the embassy, and there was like people like trying to like smack the windshield and like oh yeah do this and that. And it's like all right, people, we don't know what this guy's involvement. Like obviously he's a, an ambassador for Russia, but like people are being super hostile towards this dude who's just driving in a car, and it's like. Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like the reality of like what people are conceiving is like, it's not like if that was Putin in the vehicle, I mean, I guess that's <laughs> another story, but it's like, this person is just like doing their job. Like if they were, if they were like saying stuff about it, then like, okay. But man, yeah. Yeah. It's just mind boggling, dude, to think about all, everything that's going on and the impact that it's having and, I think just social media is just kind of like pumping more like yeah, social spread. media war. Yeah. But uh, See, did you hear that, that, that cyber yeah, uh, anonymous? Yeah. They're like going to attack Russia and stuff. They did. They like shut down their They shut down Russia today, which was their news agency. And then they also pulled a bunch of information off of the, um, the Russian military websites where like you you could call their secretary like their secretary of defense i think his phone number was just like out there what yeah so it's it's that's, uh that's kind of scary too man internet versus russia oh my gosh man. it seems as if he wants to occupy and force some sort of um he, he what he wants to do is kind of what happened in eastern ukraine yeah. And when they invaded Crimea and like he, he wants to occupy and then allow for separatist people to sort of take control mm -hmm. um, and sort of make it look as legitimate as he can. Yeah. You know, that's why it seems to be this like slow moving thing at this point. But it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the harder the harder it is for him the to actually occupy, the longer this gets dragged out, the worse it looks for him, the more drag of this is on the russian economy the more drag it is on actual russian people then uh the more likely it is that ukraine will continue to you know be ukraine but we'll see i mean it's still so early it's hard to tell yeah what's actually early. going on i mean it literally just started what the other day yeah i think wednesday yeah 
So we're in like day three or four here. Um, all right. Do we want to move on to something else? Yeah. Um, there is a, I don't, what, what else did you want to talk about? I have oh, I've got a bunch of random stuff written down that we can jump into. Uh, you see Jean-Luc Brunei or Brunel. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but it's like the French friend of Jeffrey Epstein was killed in his jail cell. Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc. No, um, another surprise me he's probably got information right. on people that they just don't want getting out yeah he was like a model scout or something like that and also friends with jeffrey epstein a model scout i lo- I just like how people are are blaming hillary clinton is my favorite this the continued people think that hillary clinton is that powerful that she she uh she somehow holds sway within the french judicial system and can assassinate people there i mean maybe but i doubt it I mean, I don't want to like, I'm not going to say like she can or she can't, but like, I think there's people in power that have a lot more pull and sway than we can. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, think it's more of the, the, the private enterprise people. Yeah, the private enterprise. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, think what was that one show that used to be on TV with uh, Kevin Spacey, the, oh man, where he was the political figure. Oh yeah. Oh man. We both know. House of Cards. House of Cards. Yep. Dude, thanks, Josh. That that show kind of like really messed me up for politics, thinking about how much power those people had to do things. Like that, yeah. it's scary to think about. Like, oh man, just or or, or even freaking um, Oz, the Ozarks. Have you started watching that yet? No, I. Uh, it's still one where it's like I've seen like half the first episode. No, it's good. Just haven't. I, yeah, th- haven't well, just, dug in. You can you can see the power that like people have to like do things like in the background without like being those people in like those power positions. Right. It's just like, Oh, like I can get someone to take care of this for me or whatever. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, man, that's man. The Jeffrey Epstein thing. I feel like that's been going on for a while now. Yeah. I mean, they, how many more loose, how many more loose ends do they need to tie off before being done with that? Right. Um, so that, that happened. Uh, I saw there's this random story about some dude in, in France was trying to get his kids to stop using social media at night. And so he brought a jam, like an internet jammer. Okay. And was turning it on between like midnight and 3am or something like that every night. Yeah. Well, it was so powerful that it was causing the internet to go out in his entire town and the next town over. (laughs) That's kind of awesome. actually. and like so this dude was just shutting off the internet for everybody around and uh eventually like they got some sort of like i don't know french fbi equivalent forensics people on it and figured out where this was coming from and like arrested this guy <laughs> for, oh my God. for using an illegal wave jammer how did he like did he buy that off like the black market i guess like- yeah from what i read in the article it, apparently they're not that difficult to get a hold of that's kind of cool. That's kind of a cool idea. Like get an internet jammer just to mess with people. Right. Just the idea that it's going to shut off internet for the entire town is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Um, let's see what else I have here. Uh, there's like some stories coming out about how they're starting to see government backed hackers who in like India, it was India and somewhere else that are basically hacking opposition computers and planting evidence so that when they go in, the government goes in and arrests these people, 
there's like evidence of them trying to over and like hard evidence of them trying to like overthrow the government that's been planted by these hackers working Whoa. on behalf of the government. And then these people are just put in jail. That's terrifying. Yeah, it is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Like that's, apparently it's been going on for a minute too. I feel like that's like uh what there's there's gotta be like a legal term for that. Like that's uh it's like sort of entrapment. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. That kind of, you know what that kind of reminds me of? What was that movie with uh Will Smith? Um Enemy of the State or something. Oh yeah. Like that? Yep. That's the same kind of concept. Yeah. Dude, that's that's kind of scary, man. Cause like you know that the US government probably has the ability to do that too. You know, if they hired hackers yeah, to do the, this stuff, like they were using US forensic, like uh what's the term? Like digital forensic uh experts to fi- to actually like base yeah. Well what what what's happening is these people are getting arrested, they're finding this evidence, they're like, we didn't do that. And then so their lawyers are hiring US digital forensic experts to come in and be like, Oh yeah, actually it was implanted via this phishing email or something like that you know and, and actually figure out where this stuff came from we should uh we should bring on max shufton to talk about cybersecurity. yeah <laughs> Cybersecurity expert max <laughs> yeah cybersecurity expert. all right max. i'm down i think i'm pretty sure that's what he, he the field he works in right i think so yeah yeah um so there, i had a so apparently vr insurance claims are now a thing and they've Virtual spiked reality. yeah they've spiked like something like 60 to 70 percent within the past couple of years no it's uh it's insurance claims that are caused by people destroying things while they're invert like destroying real world things while they're using a vr headset our world yeah. that's ridiculous man <laughs> i feel like that's got to be like something that they write on like the packaging it's like you have to be cautious of your right. surroundings. understand where you're at yeah that's i feel like that's got to be like an implied uh negligence or something like yeah well, what's the, i don't there's got to be another like insurance insurance claim that. yeah somebody's gonna get sued at some point yeah like running into your own damn tv like the, how is that the vr company's fault no like, it's, I, I don't think they're trying to blame the vr company i think they're just oh they're just saying like oh like they're I just was... claiming yeah they're filing insurance insurance claims as like a i don't know like house house damage type thing trying to get the insurance company to cover it that's so ridiculous insurance premiums are going to skyrocket if that's the case it could yeah i mean i don't think it's that big of a problem at this point but i just thought it was funny that it's like an unintended consequence yeah yeah um have you ever done any of those vr things i'm not no still not i'm still vr virgin dude i'll tell you what man i uh it's wild isn't it did i tell you about going to vegas and doing that one it was like we were we looked like halo people yeah crazy cool dude it was intense so you back up so you were actually physically running around or were you like strapped on a treadmill we weren't running around and we weren't strapped on a treadmill we were in so like i couldn't actually physically see the room because as soon as we put our headsets on i had to like hold on to the the shoulder of this person that walked us into this room which i assume was maybe like a 12 by 12 room okay we could only walk certain distances. Okay. And and based on like the map that they were showing us, there was only like a certain amount of area that we could walk to. And like they're like, don't jump, yeah. don't run. Yeah. And when you see a wall, you can't go through that wall. Yeah. So it's just like we had specific parameters that okay. we were kind of so they've lo- they've like essentially loaded that room and its obstacles into your VR world. Correct. 
So have you seen? Then, yeah. Yeah. And then like to, to move us from room to room, it was like, oh, we had to like step on a platform that was then an elevator that took us to another level. Okay. But you're still in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the ones where they're, you're actually on a, you're like strapped on a treadmill? Yeah, dude. That's wild. Like, that's just like from play, Ready Player One. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's already that being tense. Yeah. Um, do you see, we'll dig more into the story at some point. Uh, there's the like largest financial crime ever occurred a couple of years ago. And they're just now like catching these people. Mm-hmm. Um, they stole like, what is the equivalent today of like three and a half billion dollars worth of crypto. What? And they're like, like one of them is a rapper, like a terrible rapper. Like it's it's a wild from what I've seen on it, it's a wild story. Like I'm just yeah. a bad rapper and some sort of like hacker. And like a couple of years ago they stole a bunch of crypto. From who? Uh from some exchange. Some crypto oh, okay. exchange. They they figured out a vulnerability and stole all this stuff. Um and now they're like starting to get arrested by the FBI and, and go to prison. I think Rumpel something was the name of the rapper. But That's- yeah, so that's I don't know if you've seen that at all. It sounds like you haven't. So we'll, I'll get more details on that. Maybe we'll do that next episode. This is a wild story, dude. That is a wild story. Um, it's crazy to think like how like cryptocurrency has just exploded in like the last few years to a point yeah, where it's like it's wild. It's the future of currency. And yep. it's just a matter of like how they're going to start, you know, rolling it out more for people to be able to purchase things mm-hmm. via cryptocurrency. Yeah, I think it's it's just an it's an it's an early thing still, and we'll see kind of how it. Well, it's in the it early stages, but like people have definitely found wealth with crypto. Oh yeah, you know, all you had to do was you know if you'd have bought a bunch of bitcoins back in the day, you'd be a, a very well off man. I have um, a buddy who I have a buddy who actually lives out in California has two crypto or has two bitcoin. Two bitcoin, nice. Yeah. Um. Okay. Last thing I, I have here, and then we we can we can jump into whatever you had. I know you gotta you gotta take off here in like fifteen minutes, but. I saw this story. So remember MH370, that plane that went into the yeah. Indian Ocean and disappeared? Missing, yeah. Yeah, they stopped searching for it because they couldn't find it. It's too vast of an ocean where it went down, right? Well, yeah. there's a guy who's a former British aerospace engineer slash ham radio operator <clears throat> who has basically, based on ham radio data, okay? Hand radio data? Ham, ham. Like ham. ham radio, yeah. It's like a, yeah. it's like a thing. Ham radios. Apparently, they're all over the place, and it's like a, a, a boomer thing to like, hang out on your ham radio. Yeah. Well, apparently he's, he's used ham radio data, and he is almost he, like, and has, theoretically pinpointed the entire track of the plane, and has a spot where he thinks it is. Is trying to convince the Australian government to go look for it where he says it should be. And it's all based on ham radio interference data from the day the plane was flying uh, into the Indian Ocean. Wild, Isn't it? It's pretty wild. Like old world technology finding yes. the yep. missing plane that's been gone for yep. how many years now? Yeah, I dude, I think it was like 2014, coming up on 10 years. That's so crazy, dude. That would be insane if they like found that it was like near like a remote island and these people have just been like trying They're to survive. Just been chilling. <laughs> yeah, right. 
And it's just like, oh, this is like the episode of Lost. I was going to say, it is, it is, until they find it, it is the plot of Lost. Yeah, exactly. Plane disappears for no reason in the middle of the Indian Ocean. What? Yeah. And it's like, well, you can't have cell service if there's no towers anywhere around. So that's why people haven't been able to call. Yeah. It sounds like they're pretty, the best theory they have right now is that it was, was one of the pilots that decided he was going to take this thing and run with it. That's so crazy to think about, though. Yeah, it is. The, the craziest part is that they haven't found it, to me. Yeah. With all like, the technology we have in the world today, you know, you're telling me you can't find an airplane? That's nuts. Yeah, yeah it's, not like you're a th- it's not like you're throwing a dime into the ocean. You're throwing yeah. a giant... But apparently, the it's like the most remote place on the Earth is where he decided to drive this thing, or whoever took control of it decided to drive it. So Maybe he was looking for... Uh, lost treasure maybe i hope he found it dude that's that's crazy i Uh, hope they do find it that'd be kind of cool it would it would bring closure to a lot of a lot of people who i mean it's it's like 200 families or something like that so yeah but it it does at some point it becomes a cost benefit analysis to where it's just so expensive to go search in the middle of the indian you know indian ocean for for something that's that far deep and then to recover it and then even to recover it after that is, is nuts it's so expensive yeah um there was two other articles that i had uh just pulled up that was right. curious to he- see if you had heard anything about all right um the first one is uh the the fire that took place at the oakland hills country club i did see that yeah um there's some recent articles that came out that said that uh, there's possible of arson that took place there to i would burn that place down you would think so i mean well, it's like they have they had sprinkler systems in place, but the sprinklers weren't able to put out the fire. So they're saying that there yeah. was something that was tampered with, and somebody dumped some gasoline throughout the place and lit it up. Oh, you're muted. Um, there was some talk that uh, they found some propane tanks and um, like an ignition lighter, and so they're thinking that someone might have actually started the fire. Um, which is kind of sad because um, the Oakland Hills Country Club has been a very renowned golf course in the state of Michigan and had PGA Tour events take place there. And yeah, but they recently had a lot of updates done to uh, the greens to include this new technology that's supposed to be pretty awesome to like host like a, a U.S. Open there. Okay. So they're kind of hoping to do that soon, but now it's going to take them a few years to like rebuild uh, the you know, the clubhouse and all that jazz. So well, didn't they just renovate the entire thing too? Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that thing is in that they were insured at the wazoo, so they should be absolutely fine, but yeah, but it's just historically sucks. Yeah. If it does turn out to be arson, like, are they going to be able to get the insurance claim on that? Or is that place just going to be donezo? You know, like, I think you can, I think you can do, you can still, if somebody purposefully, burnt it down like i think you can still get insurance money for that i would hope right yeah i don't know um but then the other article that i wanted to bring up was around uh have you heard about any of the lockout stuff for the mlb i know there's a there's a potential lockout going on i heard they were going to use scrubs for or skags or scabs or whatever they call them for spring training yeah so right now there's a lockout for the mlb and i think a lot of it has to do with uh the players not getting paid um, based off of kind of the minor league system. Um, So the minor league system has had a very large decline in salaries and like 
the MLB continues to kind of like shoot up in the salary ranges. So, you know, there's been a lot of discussion and I just like recently like bought, I bought into some season tickets with a few guys, uh, the tigers, the tigers. Yeah. Nice. And uh, I'm just like, what the hell? Like I might not even get to see any games. No, you can see go. You could watch the, the replacements play. Yeah. <laughs> still baseball, still they professional. Better, they better knock down some of the prices then for this stuff. Otherwise, um, not going to be worth it. So you're saying this is a minor, it's a minor league led lockout. Is that kind of what you're saying? I mean, I think it's led by like the players association in general. Um, okay. Yeah. So my understanding, uh, the article that I found was on the Yahoo sports and it says the MLB lockout is threatening games. May, maybe it had for players to make some headway. Um, so basically what they're saying is that, uh, this isn't the millionaires versus billionaires this is the workers versus the owners, the value is subjective. We are extremely lucky to do what we do, but we have some, but the numbers don't line up. Um, so there's, there's basically just like a lot of discussion around like the, the owners are making all this money and like, they're not like fairly distributing that, that value across like the organizations and stuff. So, um, it's kind of frustrating because like I completely understand why like the, the minor league system is frustrated that like there's been such like a decline in their salaries and like, it's like the MLB continues to get paid, but it's like not a lot of people go to like minor league games and stuff. So yeah. like you gotta pay the people where the games are being played and taking place. So what's but, baseball attendance like nowadays? Is it still pretty good? Yeah. I mean, it's been kind of up and down. I mean, obviously the, the big market teams are always going to have sure. tough numbers, but um, yeah, it's MLB has been having difficulty. I think with uh, some of the markets, you know, continuing to get, have fans, it seems like uh, the NFL is continuing to, to shoot up. And yeah, unfortunately like uh, the MLB is just kind of flatlined out for a while. America's pastime. America's pastime is really starting to turn into the pastime for sure. Now. Interesting to see how that happened, you know, the next generation, like as our generation's children come into the sports arena, what that looks like. I don't know, like, be interesting. I don't know if you can get like Little League and like Munchkin football statistics and see, because like, I don't know, I don't want, if we have kids, I don't want them playing football. I'd rather them play baseball. Um, yeah. You know, like fewer, we did growing up. Kids are playing football these days. Yeah. So maybe it'll lead to a resurgence in baseball, Dan, the yeah, baseball I mean, Renaissance. Nice. I'll tell you what though. Um, one thing that is interesting to me is that the approach for baseball has definitely shifted as well. Um, there's been more strikeouts, I think in the last three years than there were in the last 10 years. Really? Dude's just yeah. swinging. Is it better pitching or is it just people? Just people are trying hitting. to get home runs, man. Yeah. It's like home runs are what, you know, get people money in their contracts. So I don't know. It's because Ichiro retired, retired. Yeah. The finesse, the finesse of baseball, in my opinion, has definitely gone away. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's at the same time though. So like the thing about baseball is that it's becoming more of a global thing Yeah. as it becomes less popular in America. I agree with that. 100%. You know, like the best player right now is from Japan. Our boy yeah. Shohei. Yeah, I mean, between Shohei and Mike Trout, like those are probably the two best players in baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the talent pool has definitely grown to other countries. I mean, it's always been big in like 
Central America and South America, but now baseball is starting to trend more over in, in Europe even. I mean, there's... Need to, uh, need to get like, into that Indian cricket market. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. I would love to play cricket. I think that would be so much fun, dude. The bowlers? Yeah. Those guys are crazy, dude. Just full-on overhand tossing, like throwing like way up here. like No gloves. The cool thing is they can like bounce the ball off the ground and have it, like if it hits the pegs. Yeah. But that's those it's are like strikes. Yeah. yeah. You gotta or def- outs or defend whatever. the yeah. pegs. Yeah. You know that, dude. Do you know that cricket matches can last like over days? Oh, yeah. Yep. That's incredible. That's pretty wild. Yeah. At some point you gotta you gotta just quit. Yeah. I feel like it would be fun to be a hitter in cricket too with that flat paddle. Flat bat. Just dropping bombs. <laughs> Isn't the ball, it's like a lacrosse ball type thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's like kinda, a, I think it's like a harder rubber. Harder ball. rubber, yeah. Okay. And those dudes don't even have gloves. No, they don't. That's wild. Just barehanded. Yep. No gloves, like up, old like, school baseball. Yeah, look up like top plays for cricket, dude. You, it would blow your mind. Yeah, and they they have like the outfield fence is like a, a foot tall. <laughs> well, and it's just like like their their stadium is like like a circle around them. Yeah. like they can hit the ball backwards or like left and right and like everywhere. Oh, there's no there's no foul line. Yeah, there's no foul line. We need to what we I, need to move baseball into India, dude. Baseball in India would be pretty interesting. Get. Uh, Get that cricket market. Well, did you? Wasn't there that movie where those those guys from India was like million dollar arm or something or what was it called? I had no idea. When John Ham was in it. He was like a baseball agent, like recruiting these guys from India who were like pitchers. Really? Yeah, and they ended up going to like some schools here in the United States for college, and then they went and played a couple years in the pros. Million dollar arm. Yeah. I think that I don't remember that if that's the name of the movie. That's what it's called. Oh, it is? Yep. Uh, in a last ditch effort to save his career, sports agent JB Bernstein plans to find baseball's next star pitcher and heads to India. True story. Interesting. Yeah, somebody's already thought of it. We're behind the curve. Uh, all right, dude. So tax season, you go ahead and over your dad's do your taxes. Yes, sir. My dad's been doing my taxes for a while. Nice. Yeah. Katie, yeah. uh, we, Katie usually handles our taxes. Great. You know, yeah. you gotta love that. I got my wife does our taxes for us. I don't really yeah. get involved I much mean, at all. I'll eventually take them over. It's just, my dad's got the software on his yeah. computer. And so we just, it's just easy. He's got the turbo tax. Yep. He's on his way over right now. We're going to go through all that stuff and then get that done. Nice. Dude, City of Jackson, you owe me money. I'm coming for you. Coming for you. Yeah, dude, taxes taxes are wild. The idea that the government knows but won't tell us we have to figure it out as far as the tax burden is concerned is probably the wildest thing in the country. The, the wildest yeah. The the wildest thing about US taxes is the fact that it's you have like um money involved from the tax prep companies that is like political money meant to keep the tax system complicated so that they yeah. can continue to charge people to do their taxes. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. That's that's like the this this is this part of America is not working, right? Yeah. That's that's one of those parts, the tax the tax collection system and the idea that you have this economy built around making sure taxes are complicated so that, you know, these companies can charge people to do their taxes. What blows my mind is that 
okay, if my employer is taking taxes out for like the reasons that I identify as like, okay, I've no, no deductibles, blah, 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 all that. Yeah. Jazz. Why do I still owe money during tax season? If yeah. My employer is taking out the necessary taxes. That to me blows my mind. Like, why do I still owe the state of Michigan money on taxes? Nobody knows. That's, Nobody. that's what I'm saying. It's, it's literally the reason it's complicated is so that you have to use this software to figure it out or read all the rules and laws and understand that, which nobody wants to do. Nope. Yeah. The H and R blocks, turbo taxes. Ideally yeah. that shouldn't really exist. You know, the government should just be like, Oh, you, you overpaid, you underpaid by this amount this year. Here's your check or here's your bill. Exactly. Why, why can't it just be that easy? Yep. Nobody knows. Well, no, we know. And it's money. We know, yeah. It's it's that cash, that H and R block cash. And then they'll like, we can we can garnish your wages if you don't pay these taxes. And I'm oh, just yeah. like, or you can go to jail for tax evasion. Like yep. what? Send me a bill. I'll freaking take care of it if I need to. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Tax evasion is a funny thing to me. Happy but tax season, purpose. Ben. Yeah. Happy <laughs> <laughs> Is that how we're ending it today? Happy tax season. Hey, everybody out there. We hey, know. get out and enjoy get out and enjoy the sun if you got if you got an opportunity. Exactly. Don't spend too much time on your taxes or worrying about war in Europe. Enjoy yeah. the sunshine. Enjoy the people in your life. Yep. And Good uh vibes only. Fight the power. Fight the power. Good vibes only, indeed. Wait, real quick, what movie did you guys watch yesterday? Did you watch any of the best picture nominees? No, we ended up watching the the Netflix uh Anna Delvey thing. Oh, okay. That series? Yeah, it's all right. I don't have you yeah. seen the Tinder Swindler? Did we talk about this already? No, I haven't seen the Tinder Swindler. It's just like the Tinder Swindler, except for instead of swindling people on Tinder, she's trying to swindle lawyers into giving her forty million dollar loans. That's crazy. But it's and all that's the girl from Ozarks. Yeah, it's all just like it's wild to me how these people can get away with having other people pay for their things. And nobody calls them out on their bullshit. Yep. Until it's like, dude, you know, eventually somebody does because they get pissed off. <laughs> this person stole money, but it's like, yeah, there's like a couple of key moments in her whole thing where it's like she just convinced a lawyer to be like, yeah, she's rich when she wasn't. And that's pretty much sets it off from there. Yeah, dude. It's be, crazy to think how people have power over people like that. Be like if we just showed up. Like a lot of it is like, well, she just looked rich. You know, you could tell she was rich because the way she looked, the way she dressed and stuff like that. So it's like if we get, you know, all swagged out in, in uh, you know, some Gucci and stuff and start, I don't even like, I guess, trying to meet other rich people. I'm not sure. But she, she It's interesting. She was involved with uh, the dude who did the fire festival. Like she lived at his his building for a while, like with him. Oh, this is a true story. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and then she also who else was she connected to? Oh the the pharma bro Martin Screlly. The what book? Oh pharma. Yeah, the guy that bought Wu Tang Clan's masters, um, and uh, I think he's in jail now for like manipulating pharmaceutical prices. Oh yeah, 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 that asshole. She was friends with him, so it's interesting how these people get connected. Sorry, I sneezed. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, yeah, dude. That, that's wild. Yeah. 
All right. Anything else you want to go over here before you go do your taxes? No, nah, man, I'm good. I appreciate you uh, hopping on Saturday morning. Dude, man. I like these Saturday morning ones. We might have to make this a thing. We'll try to do, let's try to cook up again Wednesday or Thursday this week. And then uh, maybe we'll try, if we're both free on Saturday mornings, we'll just make it a Saturday morning thing. I like the vibe. It's very much, it's a chill vibe. You know, I haven't, haven't worked all day, drinking yeah. my coffee. I'm going to go upstairs and make some more pancakes. Just a there good vibe. Go, dude. <laughs> all right, man. All right, Dan. We'll, we'll catch you later, man. All right. Have a good one, Ben. Yep, bye. Bye.